0: welcome to the next episode on the Pursuit Podcast. This is Mara. This is Sammy. And welcome back. It's good to be back. It is. I feel like it's been a while since we last recorded and talked, just in general. Yeah, life's been really busy. It literally has. Yeah. It's been two weeks, which is crazy. And it feels like I was just here last night or two nights ago. No, it feels like you haven't been here in weeks. But to me, it feels like I just... Literally, I'm like, when was the last time that I've... Like, we text, like, pretty much every day. But still, I'm like, when was the last time I've seen Sam? My bridal shower? Was it? But it was after the bridal shower, because we had recorded. So, like, isn't that crazy? Mm Mm-hmm. How have your past couple weeks been? Um, not gonna lie. a whirlwind, exhausting and tiring, but i am ready for the next 45 days until Dylan and I get married and i'm gonna take it because i'll never ever be in this like life point ever again literally ever um so i have decided that i'm gonna live it to the fullest and not be like Ugh, my life sucks because like 45 days until we get married like that's crazy to think about so um instead of being a debbie downer i am going to live life to the fullest Well, and you can also be a realist
1: about it. I'm just saying, feel your feelings. I like the perspective that you have. Oh, I'll still feel my feelings,
0: but I'll enjoy feeling my feelings. Better girl.
1: (laughs) I'm proud of you. More than I have before. I can't believe it's 45 days. No, isn't that crazy? So exciting. You're
0: stressing me out with not having your dress altered.
1: It will be done. My sister also
0: doesn't have hers altered, and Casey just brought hers, I think, last week. So... Do not worry about me.
1: I am a grown woman and I am responsible and I am reliable. It will be done. Trust me. I promise. Enjoy your 45 days. Don't mm. worry about me. Uh, so my past couple of weeks have been interesting. Yeah. Uh, so just a couple of high points. I just want to say, so the last time we recorded the podcast was about like horrible dates. Ironically, I met a guy that day. Okay. Oh. Yep. So. Oh. I just want it recorded for the podcast. (laughs) Like I won't share a lot of details, but the long and short is the irony that I had given up on online dating and then I met this guy and I have no idea if anything will ever come from it. But what did happen, though, was the fact that I actually did meet a solid guy that I'd been waiting for that kind of connection, that kind of communication. Um, And so it kind of like rekindled hope. I'm taking a passive approach right now. I'm just super burnt out. But out of thousands of guys on online dating, at least there's one that was good. Um, but we don't have to share any more details cuz you know. You don't want to share? Well, I just I don't, well, okay, so here's the thing. So, met this guy, we connected super sweet. Um, the level of communication was just on point with with what I need. Um, super super good guy, seemed nice. Um, and then then he let me know that he is married, which is a bugaboo for me. Well, wasn't he getting divorced? I, mm-hmm. So he's going through a divorce, but he's still married, and I don't mess around with that. That's a line I will not cross. I will not get any close to it. Like, Had I known he was married, I never would have talked to him. So it was kind of like that. It was frustrating for me, to be honest, because I'm like, I got to know someone like on a great level and felt a connection, but then find out he's married. It just was... It just was something that I didn't want to deal with. So I told him, I'm like, hey, here's my number. Like, once you're officially divorced, like, feel free to reach out. And well, because c- well, I, I don't know. Divorces can take a long time. So I have no idea what life will look like for him Do or for me. Do you know what
0: stage of divorce he's in?
1: Uh, no, I know that they're actively like working on stuff. I just don't know what so, stuff. So like they might get back together stuff? or Oh, no, sorry. Working on divorce stuff. Um, they, they've been separated for a while. Like there's, there's no going back. And he told me that and he felt bad. He was like, because his relationships in his past, like he didn't think about how it could affect someone. So he did feel bad about that. He's like, I am so sorry. I did not realize that it would affect you in this way. And he's like, what am I doing online dating then? Like if it's going to affect others. So he actually deleted his account. Like he's not actively online dating right now. And he's just focusing on him and his divorce. So are you guys still talking? So he did reach out. So when he told me I needed like a day to think about it, I totally called Missy because I was like, I have emotion in the game. (laughs) Like You got to give it to me straight. So because long and short is um, had I not had emotion in the game, it would have been easily like done. Like, I can't talk to you right now. I will not cross that line. But because I had skin in the game, I'm like, okay, you know, how do I play this? And Missy was like, yeah, you know it. You just don't, and so she had phrased it in a way that I like. She was like, "His romantic chapter will have to end before any chapter with you guys could begin." And I'm yeah. like, "That's that's the logic right there." That is so, some good logic. Um, and he he totally respected it and understood it. He was like, "Yeah, I just didn't even see this." And so anyway, uh, so he like he replied right away after I texted him, like, "Here's my number. Once you're officially divorced, like, just reach out. We'll catch up or whatever." Then he reached out like a week later and was like, hey, I just want to talk. I just want to tell you that like because um, I had sent him something like a message or whatever. And he's like, I still read your message every day. He's like, I'm really thankful to have met you. Like you've made an impact on my life. And it was super sweet. And then he was just like, I'm sorry with how I left things because it was just super abrupt on my end, too. Like I didn't really have a conversation about it. It was just more like direct. And so then he was like, well, thanks for letting me know. Like. You know, okay. it was nice to meet you and take care of yourself kind of a thing. So anyway, this is getting to be a really long story. But um, so when he reached out, he was like, um, you know, I'm sorry for how things like were left, but just know that like you did make a difference in my life and I hope that you're doing well. Like it was super sweet. Like this guy yes. is like the sweetest guy I think I've ever met. And so even in our conversations, I was like, I feel like you're a robot. Because I was like, never have I ever met a nice guy that actually communicates at this level. So had he not been married, I would have already met him by now, (laughs) probably even on a date. Um, But I don't know. We'll see. But because he's married, I just don't just don't want to touch it. Yeah, you'll just wait. Wait it out. So anyway, but I met a guy and then I um, got together with a friend I hadn't seen in a couple months and we played some cribbage and she, for some reason, always defeats me, always beats me in cribbage. Don't get it. I'm a competitive person. <laughs> like I rarely lose, but I always lose to her. And then, um, got to celebrate a friend's birthday. And then I'm almost done with a project that I'm working on for Grandma Jackie. You're almost
0: done with it. Mm-hmm. I see on Be Real that you're like always typing. So yeah. I'm like, mm, what is so, she typing?
1: Uh, by the time we record the next podcast, it should be done, which Ooh. I'm super stoked. That's so. exciting. Yeah. And then it'll be in Grandma's hands and. Yeah, I'm super stoked. It's super good.
0: Awesome. I didn't tell you this, but I have my dress fitting on Saturday and my makeup trial. This Saturday? This Saturday. Okay. That's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, so this the date for Saturday. So I'm a numbers person. You guys don't know this yet. Oh, but
0: yeah, it's seventeen.
1: Yep, six that's seven my favorite number. Okay. So but it's also six seventeen of twenty three. Six plus seventeen is twenty three. So it's a super special like number day. So, seventeen's your favorite. Well,
0: maybe I'll feel good about myself.
1: Yep, as you should, bride to be. Yeah. Just saying. So six, seventeen, of twenty-three is actually the day that I want to finish Grandma's project. So nice.
0: And eight days until we go see Taylor Swift. Whoop whoop! I'm so excited. It's gonna be so great. So crazy. I cannot believe it's a week from tomorrow. I know. And then on on Saturday, it'll be a week till my bachelorette party, which I'm super excited for. And then. Uh, like, things are going to start going quick. Like, we have so many projects and everything to do. And, like, I'm, my skin is breaking out. And so I need to get that under control. And then I have not been diligent about working out. And so, like, I'm like... And I've lost, actually, I've lost 10 pounds. Wow. Since um my... Like, the heaviest... I'll be vulnerable. The heaviest I've ever been my entire life um was this March. And since March, I've lost 10 pounds. I'd like to lose another 10 pounds, but, but um, I'll take what I can get. So hopefully, in the next 45 days, I can shed a couple more pounds.
1: You are beautiful no matter what. Just saying, you are very physically gorgeous. Just whatever's healthy for you, mentally, physically, emotionally, do it. Mm. But just, I just don't want you to put undue pressure on yourself. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's, I
0: mean, there's always pressure. I feel like I... Uh, and, like, this is definitely, like, an internal thing, but I always feel the pressure of just, like, the ex- of, like, meeting other people's expectations. And those expectations might not, might not even exist, but in my mind that they do. And so then I struggle to get past that. And it's, like, this intrusive thought. It's very difficult.
1: So when you talk about the external opinions, do you take into consideration your own opinion? When it comes to what you're thinking others think? Oh, yeah. Okay. And do you give yourself a stronger opinion over you than others?
0: Um, Not always. No. Yeah. Usually I take other people's opinions of my self-worth more than my own, to be honest. How do you feel about that? Um, Obviously, not great. <laughs> like, I struggle with people, like, not... Like, I, so I go through this fine line of, like, I really don't care if you don't like me. But then also, like, for certain people, I do care. And, like, how you're talking about how, like, that one person just is, like, well, I'm just not going to go because I don't, you know. I'm just, like, what did I do to you?
1: Nothing. (laughs) Like, what did I do? But it's not about you. It's about them.
0: Yeah. And I struggle to think that. And I don't know if it's, like, of, like... Like, am I just, like, so full of myself that I think that I obviously did something wrong? So, yeah. No. So it's interesting. But I am hoping that this, um, that this appointment goes well. Um, this seamstress that I'm going to, I, she did my, a couple of my bridesmaids dresses and, like, my prom dresses, and so I feel very comfortable with her, like, I feel, like, I know that she'll do a good job, and I wouldn't trust anyone else with my wedding dress. So it's not her. It's, like, my body. <laughs> and, like, yeah. So that's, that's stressful because I'm afraid. Because my skin has not been great this past couple weeks. So now I'm like, my skin looks bad, and I have my makeup trial, and, like,
1: yeah. Well, makeup can cover up facial facial issues. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the breaking out, are you taking any steps?
0: Yeah, I, I have a skin routine. It's just like stress. Like I have a lot of like hormonal and like stress induced anxiety. So when I get really stressed and like overwhelmed and overworked, and then my ag- acne, especially like on my chin, um, really starts to go. And like on my on this cheek, so I know what it is. It's just like then I'm stressed. I'm so <laughs> because so. I have acne. It's a
1: vicious vicious cycle. Do you do you know what? ways or like what things you can do to offset your stress
0: yeah self-care um but myself I as a counselor we always like do self-care well it's not just be like so easy and I think that like sometimes I forget that when I tell people to to take care of themselves and to practice self-care because it isn't easy things that I do to care for myself um I took a hot ass shower the other day this is so funny so I I take really really warm showers that like my skin is like Beat red and hot to the touch. So I'm in here last. I think it was last Saturday after I showered, and Odie was like laying on the bed. And I stood up after sitting down for a little bit to get something. And all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh no!" Going down, and I went whoosh, laid like fell like into the bed. I was like still conscious, but I was like, "I don't feel good" because I overheated myself. And Odie was like, "Are you okay?" And like was patting me with his paw and like nuzzling his head in. I'm like, "I'm (laughs) fine." Then I got up and I was like, okay, and I drank water. And then I went and found Dylan and I was like, guess what happened? He he gets real mad at me for taking hot showers. And so did my um college roommate Tia. She would she would get real pissed at me because I would come in and I'd have to like sit on the floor against the wall because I'd get so hot. But a good hot shower really can solve an issue for me. But then create another one. <laughs> then create yeah. another one, a physical issue. Yeah. Oh gosh. Self-care is so important. Or listening to podcasts. Listening to podcasts, doing something that I enjoy. Just please take care of yourself. Eating ice cream, which also doesn't then have, help the acne because I'm eating sweets. Uh, it's a vicious cycle.
1: Yeah, but you can also not make it a cycle,
0: too. Um, But I do, like, do have other things, but they're just weird. They're Like, like a paint-by-number thing. Like, it's an app on my iPad that, like, it's so self-soothing and, like, I don't have to think about it. I can just do it. And, like, I don't have to make any rash decisions. I literally just follow the numbers and color and paint and, like, it's really, like, and I, and I haven't done it in a while because I was studying nonstop for, like, the last three and a half weeks, four weeks. Um, But before that, I was doing it, like, I, I would come home and then I would do that for about an hour, eat dinner, and then I would get on with life. Um, or I, Yeah. I, it would take an hour each day to do that. And so that was really helping me and really keeping me in that nice routine. But I haven't had a chance really to do that in a while. So I'm hoping to get that back up and going.
1: Give your mind a break, too. Yeah,
0: because yeah, I feel like my brain is constantly working.
1: Gotta take care of you. And self-care goes right into our subject matter, by the way, for this um, podcast
0: about self-esteem. I, I told you I, had, I was prepared in my own way. Sam comes with a book full of notes, and I just come with the thoughts that are in my head. (laughs) Hey, I love that. Uh, So
1: for me, self-esteem has so many different factions, like self-worth, self-responsibility, self-confidence, self-respect, self-care that we just talked about, self-sufficiency, and then other different things, but this subject is near and dear to my heart because I feel like a lot of people's self-esteem is lacking nowadays.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: In a lot of different ways. And so anyway, I have a bunch of notes here. But uh, what does self-esteem mean to you?
0: Really, when I think of self-esteem, I think of that as like at the top of the pyramid where there is self-love, self-confidence, self-assurance. So in general, I think that self-esteem is how you look at your identity and what areas of your life are being fulfilled. Of like Maslow's hierarchy of needs um, in that way because I feel like if your basic needs are being met then your um, safety obviously is not being met and then so then you can't really focus on your self-love or your self-confidence because you're focusing on other things. So I feel like you have to really look at one first um, and I think that starts with your identity focusing on who you are as a person and how that represents yourself. If someone's struggling
1: with their identity, what kind of advice would you give them in order to find it? Find out who they are.
0: Well, that's a tricky question because I'm in the I'm in the uh profession of we don't give advice. <laughs> um I guess what I would say to someone who is struggling with their identity of well, what are things that make them who they are? And if they don't know Maybe point out things. Well, you seem to really enjoy. You seem to really enjoy going on walks and writing and with family. After looking at those type of things, do you identify with any of those stronger? Do you identify as a writer? Do you identify as someone who uh, cares about working out and exercise? Do you identify as someone who is family oriented? Are those things is of what you identify as?
1: So when I hear you describe that, it makes me think of core values. So a person's core values, which I have mine. Do you know what your core values are?
0: My own personal core values or my core values in a
1: relationship? I would say for you, just because we're talking about the self. So I would say to you,
0: like, what are your self core values? My core values are probably that so when you mean when you say core values, it kind of describe to me what you're talking about, what you're asking me. Cause I'm kind of confused, not gonna lie.
1: Oh, so core values, it's like your personal values. So things that that mean the most to you, like in the core of your being being like it can be so for me, I have my own, but like the list here, I just pulled up one online, like faith, efficiency discovery, competitive, comp- competition, sorry, comfort, change, honesty, justice, loyalty, love, um, passion, tolerance, tradition, trust, wealth, wisdom, safety. There's just a full list, but it's like what means the most to you. And there's ultimately like I think around three to five is what people choose.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, I would say my three core values are family, family. Uh, authenticity and then work ethic I like it so I have five um just because they're solid so
1: fun faith honesty love and adventure those are my those are my five uh a guy on a dating app had asked what my core values were and so I gave him the list and he was like well which one's the most important and I'm like I can't choose Exactly. I'm like, well, (laughs) I didn't say that. I said, that's tough because they're all important for their own reasons. And then I broke down all five. And then afterwards he was like, holy crap, that was impressive. I'm like, well, and deep. Do you want to hear why they're my core values? I do. Okay. So faith, because if it weren't for God, I wouldn't be alive. And that's a true story. Mm -hmm. Fun. It's natural for me to be fun and want to have fun. Life can be so tough. Fun brings life and positive energy to moments and can live within memories when they're relived. And life's too short. Having fun allows the limited time we have to be lived in more to the fullest. Honesty. The truth is so important to me and those within my inner circle have to be trustworthy and be honest and open with me. Without honesty, the relationship any within myself or with others isn't healthy and is unable to thrive or grow in whatever potential it could have. Love, to me, love is such a powerful force. It can certainly heal the most broken of hearts. It has a strength that can create such a bond within oneself or between others. I love love, and I'm so thankful to have been able to feel love and to love others. And then adventure, this world is full of so many opportunities to explore and experience so many wonderful things, and adventure can be created in our own backyards as well. Imagination and creativity are wonderful tools we can use.
0: Yeah.
1: So that was the breakdown that I gave to the sky. <laughs>
0: I and what was he, like,
1: <laughs> was he like? you he like, whoa. I, yeah, he was like, that is the most impressive breakdown. I don't remember what he wrote, but it yeah. was something like, wow, that's really impressive. Yeah. But I was yeah. like, you asked, and I'm like, here's my breakdown. Yeah, yeah, it is really cool. So uh, I feel like what we value and when we're aware of what we value, our lives will then branch out from that. Like that will bear our fruit, ultimately. Um, I know you had said when it comes to self-worth and identity like others can shape that. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I actually take a stronger view outside of that. Like yes, other people do how do I say this? Like we I feel like I was made for a relationship. So my relationships with others help have, help shape me for who I am, but ultimately at the end of the day, my self-worth comes from me. Mm-hmm. Um now granted, I also like, have faith in God. So for me, my identity is in that. And so ultimately, not to preach, but, like, at the end of the day, because of my relationship with God, like, my identity being grounded in Him Mm -hmm. gives me so much peace and freedom. And so for me, other people's opinions don't matter as much because I have that. But when it comes to the self, literally it comes from within me. So uh, how do I say this? Like, especially with boundaries, just the factor of boundaries, right? I create boundaries to protect me and also to help like enforce them with others. So other people know, hey, this is my physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, whatever boundary it is. If they don't abide by them, Like, I will not be in a relationship with you. I will not be physically present with you. Like, I will not be around. Does that make sense? So it's like, but the boundary comes from within me. Other people aren't telling me my boundaries. I mean, they'll tell me their boundaries with them, but like, they're not going to tell me how I'm supposed to operate because the only one that ultimately knows best for me is me. Um, Because other people, I don't know your heart, right? I don't know your mind. I only know what you tell me or what I see, yeah. right? So for me, like I can't have let's just say let's just say Dylan walks in and he's like, "Sammy, hey, you can't speak right now." No, no. Like I mean, that's that's like a bad example, but it's like but that is true. How many times do people try to control others, right? All the time. Exactly. Well, I'm not going to let Dylan tell me when I can and cannot speak, right? Mhm. Which is funny because I'm speaking in a microphone right now, and he
0: can be but like, she has the control over
1: what." <laughs> and is that's it what is. that's what I was thinking of to be like, Dylan's our editor, and I was just like trying to think of an example, but like, b- boundaries. How do I say this? Are one of the most, one of the most protective things we can do for ourselves, but it's the most important, and it's also like something that a lot of people don't know how to navigate. So boundaries are super important um, because I feel like when you protect yourself, you actually like respect yourself. You also care for yourself. You're also responsible for your, like it just hits so many of the selves and then your self worth actually can grow because you actually are speaking for yourself, which I just want to get on a soapbox right now and be like, you as a person are allowed to say, no, you can say no. Like, even to yourself. But, like, you, you can say no. And I feel like a lot of people don't feel that freedom to say no. Yeah. And they can. Anyway, I feel like I could keep going on. But do you want to add anything to what I've said?
0: Um, I kind of want to explore. I know our, our main topic is self-esteem. But within that, I want to explore self-confidence and what that has been like for you growing up in your, in your life. And maybe talk about my experience.
1: Uh, So I don't want to share a lot of stuff from my past on this podcast. Yeah, totally fine. I get that for my own, but uh, self-confidence, just just in generally speaking, I will say is super important because you need to believe in yourself. I need to believe in myself. Like if I don't believe in myself, I'm not going to believe others when they believe in me. Right. That self-doubt to be like, yeah, they say that, but I don't really believe it like you need to believe in yourself. Um, super important. And I feel like one way you can have self-confidence is to show up for yourself every day. To treat yourself as sacred. To be like, hey, like to to know yourself. And if you don't know yourself, get to know yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you had said, your identity. Look at what you like to do. Look, look what you don't like to do. Um, the more you learn about yourself, the more you love yourself. And there's self-love right there. Um, the more you will be confident in who you are. Yeah. So anyway, um, I'm rambling. You can keep going. <laughs> You're
0: fine. Um, I guess for me, I that is something that I've always struggled with is my self confidence. Um, of like always being like, am I good enough? Um, am I pretty enough? Am I? Is my, body does my body look good enough? Like all these things, like. My entire, like, and it, it's not, like, from, like, my family. It's more, like, from social aspect of, like, a lot of different things of, like, and I, th- like, of just life, and especially in middle school and high school and working with that age group, I see it all the time, so that makes sense, but I think that my self-confidence really fluctuated in college. Like, my freshman year, I came in, and I did the best ever my first semester of school that was the best I had ever done in school my entire life and I was like holy shit that was awesome and like I had a good group of friends I was loving college I was enjoying it and then the second semester and I don't know if this correlates necessarily but maybe it does to me it does I kind of got myself into a not so healthy relationship and my self-confidence and self-esteem and um, self-esteem and self-worth started to dip, and so did my grades. Um, And then I started to notice that, like, I will set academic and just, like, other life goals for myself. And I will be very, very close to getting them, but just not close enough. And then it shoots back this schema in my mind that I'm not good, that I'm worthless, that I'm a piece of shit. And it does this. It's like this negative self talk and these intrusive thoughts that I get stuck in my mind and that get like that literally flood my mind. Insanely. Even though I know it's not true that I am still intelligent that these things don't define me. Like that in the long run, does making a dean's list in college matter? Maybe in the moment moment, but right now, did it help me get a job? No. Did I make the dean's list? Not every semester, but most semesters I did, did, but did it help me get a job? No, not really. I think it was my work ethic that got me my job. Um, like, so this is actually really difficult for me to talk about. So uh, when I uh, applied to grad school. I was very, very nervous. I don't think we knew each other, really. Or maybe, I think we did. That was, like, we had just met each other, and I was applying, and I remember you were like, let me know, and I was like, oh, I will. Like, I don't really know you. But um, after the interview, I was, like, hearing from a bunch of people that, like, I was friends with on Facebook, and just, like... Um, and they told us it would be about a week that we would hear. We would hear within the week if we made it. We would get a call or we would get an email. And after a week, I didn't get a call because you wanted the call. But I also didn't get an email. So I was like. And then I was on my way to my internship. See, like, this is going to make me emotional. And I got a call from my professor. Uh, my professor, Julie. And she was like, hey, Mara. It was nice meeting you. What, la la.' la da la- la- we um would like to offer you a spot um in spring, not the fall. And I had applied for the fall. And I was so excited that I was even offered. And then, like, after the phone call, and like, I called my mom. And, like, I called a couple other people. And I think I called Dylan. And, like, I cried. I was so excited and relieved to, like, have that stress, like, away from me. Um, and then I was like, damn it. Once again. I was so freaking close and didn't make it. And then that May, um, my other professor emails me. He's like, hey, Mara, um, a spot just opened up in the fall. Do you want to come in? And I was like, holy shit. Yeah, I do. And then afterwards, like after our call ended, I was like, is that because they would only take 15 for the fall. That meant I was number 16. Again. That schema came back of, like, you were so close, just not good enough. So then going into the fall, I was like, shit, I'm the worst one of all. And I've been battling this my entire graduate career, career of, like, like that schema. And at first, I didn't have language for this of what a schema was and why this was happening, why my brain kept going back to these things. Um, But then through school, I learned what it meant. But it just, like, is consistently there. And so this past week, when I was so fucking close, that I didn't make it. I was so close. And it didn't happen. It just was, like, <laughs> pretty much on par. On par with my life. Of, like, you're so close. Just, you worked your heart. You worked your hardest you could. And you, we saw it, and you worked, and you did everything you could. But just not enough, so... So close. You just have to try again. And it just, like, consistently happens. So, I struggle a lot with that. Like, that really rocks my self-confidence. Of, like, oh, we'll get you to this place where you know you're able to. And that you're confident for your self-confidence. will get you to the point where you're like, oh, man, I think I did it. I did it the first try. I'm good. And then we'll kick you back down. And so that, that happened this week, so. That's why I think this is so raw.
1: Okay. I want to say a few things if I can. Sure. Number one, I just love you. I love you. Okay. Uh, I am proud of you. And when I say I'm proud of you, I'm also saying I hope you can see all the things that you can be proud of, too. Like, I hope you can see ways that you can be proud of yourself. You studied hard. You did all you could. I am proud of you. Yes, I know that you were so close this week, but Mara, that does not change how I love you. Like, and, and I wish I could inspire you to not let that change how you love yourself because you did work hard. You tried your best. I literally saw every be real. You were studying, 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 studying. Like you studied your ass off. Okay. Yes, you were close and I, it did not happen, but that's okay. Okay. It's okay that it didn't happen. And the nice thing is you can try again post wedding season. Um I just I'm sorry that that happened. I'm sorry for the discouragement, but I just want to encourage you to be like when I when I hear some of the comments that you're making, I'm getting an impression and I want you to correct me if I'm wrong. I'm getting the impression that your sense of self is impacted by others. Yes. Okay. So
0: when I hear... So, like, when I think that... So, a part of my self-worth and self-confidence is by making people proud. And I I have it in my mind that, like, to make people proud, I have to do well. And by being so close, I didn't do well. I was just below the mark. But yet, yeah, like... My family will be like, oh, we're so, Dylan will be like, we're so proud of you. And Dylan's family will say that. It's like, yeah, but you would be way more proud if I would have done it. If I would have like, accomplished with that. You would have been way more proud of me than what you are right now. And So that's what I struggle with. It's like, you're just saying it out of pity. I am
1: not. I assure you, I am so freaking proud of you. The whole time I've known you, you've had such a strong work ethic. You go at things with your whole heart with your whole mind, with your whole soul, with your whole spirit, your whole being. You literally run. You don't walk. You don't slack. You don't slap. Like, you, nothing about you is lazy, period. So when I say I am remaining proud of you unchanged, no matter what result this week, it's because I do love you, no matter what. Like, I am so proud of you. Had you sloughed off? Had you been lazy? Had you been like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to take the test. This like this fake confidence, you know, like, yeah, whatever. I know my stuff. And then you took it. I'd been like, well, Mara, maybe you should have studied more. But you literally did all you could. And that's what matters. And that's what makes me proud of you. That result that if you had passed, I would have been excited for you. But being so close, I'm still so proud of you because you did the work you did. And I'm sorry for the result that happened, but it did not change how proud I am of you. Um, I have a story of my dad. Do you want? Me to- okay. Yes. So, um, uh, driver's uh, license test in Chippewa, actually. Oh God! <laughs> so uh, it was summer. It was July. My brother had a boat of a car. Uh, I don't remember the type of car. Um, it was a Cadillac. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: Cadillac. I don't remember. It was a Cadillac.
1: What no, it took me. It? No, because there's a song that Troy listened to, like Uh-oh. when he was in college. It was anyway, whatever. So um, and then that makes me think of the car. So it was a Cadillac, no AC, July. OK, so I went to take my my driver's license test and uh, my dad had the foresight to be like, hey, let's drive around the area. Let's get you exposed to some things. And thankfully to him. Spoiler alert, it helped me because there were so many railroad tracks near there the DMV. Is. And so, is a lot.
0: <laughs> okay, so, um, it's like insane.
1: Yep. So, my dad, anyway, so he he was like, let's just take a spin. We got there early or whatever. So, I get there. This is not anything about this story, but I'm just sharing details, apparently. But the guy was mad that I had no AC and it was a Cadillac that I've never driven before, except for that day. And so, I was like, I hope I don't have to parallel park this thing because it's like, Yep. So anyway, fast forward, we do the test. Um, We come back and my dad's first question is, did you pass? And I go, oh, I didn't even ask him. I look at the guy and he started this whole thing. Well, like, well, you know, but you did this wrong and you did this wrong. And I'm like, what? So he was like, yeah, you went through a light that changed. I was like, it changed when I was in the intersection, but I didn't care. I was like, okay, keep talking or whatever. And he's like, okay, well, you had to have 25 to pass. If you had 26, you'd fail. And I was like, okay, well, what's my score? Right. And he's like, well, you got 25 of 25. And I was like, oh, so I passed. And he's like, yeah, but you should. And I was like, my dad goes, um, he's like, but she passed. And he's like, yeah. And he was still like hot and heavy about the car or whatever. But my dad, um, like, I remember telling my dad, like, I'm sorry. I got 25 of 25. You know, I wanted to do more. And that intersection thing gave me 12 points. So I was spiraling on it and my dad stopped me and he goes, Samantha, you passed. Congratulations. Like, but I was caught up on the score. But my dad was like, hey, you passed. You know, anyway, I just tell the story just to be like when my dad taught me that at 16 to be like, oh, like to not get so caught up for me. This is just me. I'm just talking about me right now. Um, It gave me that perspective of like, oh, to my dad, it was, hey, you went out there you did the best you could and you passed i'm proud of you now in my family a lot of people didn't pass their first time so <laughs> so,
0: so for me i was like really stoked i which actually knowing your family that's not surprising with the driving stories i've heard <laughs> Jesus us true like story. my family we have some pretty scary drivers uh you people know who i'm talking about but your family i'm like what the hell <laughs>
1: There was a story recently told. Um, I won't go into details because I don't I want to ask their permission before I tell it. But it was a winter <laughs> a wintry road driving story <laughs> anyway. um, But I say that because I'm thankful that my dad didn't make it about Samantha. You did this wrong. Yeah. But he was like, hey, congratulations. You passed. So anyway, I, I look at things. I tend to look at things differently. And I get that we live in a society That really does inspire people to compare themselves to each other or accomplish this. And if you don't, then you fail. Like, it's like you you fell short. You should feel bad for yourself. And I feel like I'm shouting in this mic right now. I'm so sorry, Dylan and listeners. But like, here's the problem that I find with that. Your identity is not in the past fail. It's not like other people. If they're disappointed in you, that's their emotion. That's not your own. Like, I feel like so many people when they filter the outside from the inside, it makes truly a difference. Yeah. Because someone could be projecting their own issues onto you, and if you don't filter that, you take on their issues yeah. as your own. And the more you own that's not yours, the more internal drama that happens. I don't know another word for it, but that that internal destruction. Like, when, when you were talking about... um I'm trying to watch my words carefully cuz I don't want to speak but my my impression of like not good enough that makes my heart sad because you are good enough you are great you are wonderful yeah. and that's that's sad for me to hear when you don't know that or don't believe it because of external things
0: yeah and I think like it really is intrusive thoughts of mine that like Come um, in and it's the schema of like oh my god like it. it's the schema of not being good enough
1: have you looked into root issues like do you know what the root cause of that was
0: um not yes but probably when i have my own space to do therapy i probably will explore that more understood um but, at this point, I just recognize that, that is my schema that is a schema of mine um and unfortunately, when you're in school for six plus like undergraduate to graduate programming um for six years, <laughs> this schema gets pushed quite a bit um so like it yeah it's a, it's uh a, it's something I struggle with a lot but you're at least aware of it. That's yeah. self-awareness. And this self-awareness only happened just recently. Not recently, but like last spring when we were learning about like identifying schemas and stuff like that. We did identify schemas in ourselves. Or at least someone else had... Yeah, I can't remember how, but then I was like, oh shit, that's me. <laughs> I was like, oh god. Like, I, I do put a lot of pressure on myself. And I remember being... In middle school, and one of the people I was friends with back then was, I don't remember if I had said something about myself, just like I don't remember how it happened. And they were like, Man, you you need to be more self confident in yourself, like you give your you're really hard on yourself, you shouldn't be that hard. And I just was like, Oh, because I did realize that this is just how I am. Um, it's been like that, like my yeah, so I don't know when. Like, what the root really is. I think through therapy and processing a lot of um, trauma and, like, just, like, lived experiences, it will come to light. Um, But at this point, I don't know what the root causes, but I do know what the schema is. And I know that there's ways to, like, get around it. And one of them is yesterday when I found out, I was really fucking sad. Like, I was sad. And I cried about it. And, like, I had been telling like I told like I was telling people I was gonna take this exam I I like Dylan's family knew like his like grandma's knew like like my family knew um, my friends knew uh, and so that it had to be like and people knew I was taking the test on Tuesday and so then I failed and like I called Dylan and I was crying and I was like Everyone knows that I'm taking it today. He's like, Well, don't tell anyone. I was like, Well, it's too late now. Like, I already did. He's like, Well, why did you do that? If you knew it would bother, it'd be upsetting for you. I was like, I don't know. Because so I felt like it'd be too difficult to keep it in, this big pressure. And so, like, I had to face it and be and people would ask me, like, how did the test go? Well, I was really close, but I failed by three points. I failed my licensing exam by three points grant this is a very very difficult test and i have to wait 90 days before i can take it again i'm gonna wait a little bit longer just to get through the wedding and like have time to really study again really get back into that groove um but also this test a lot of people fail and i need to keep reminding myself that like i'm not the only one that fails like i'm not the only one that has failed it the first time other people have it's very common um And that this isn't going to stop me from getting my degree or having a job. Like, I already have the job. My degree is coming in August. What really matters is that I get it done within a thousand hours after my licensing, my training license. And so, like, I have to keep reminding myself that. And that is what helps break up that schema of um, myself struggles with my self-confidence and self-worth.
1: So one thing I want to point out from what I hear, uh, I get when you share with a lot of people a lot of that emotion that goes with it. And I, I'm proud of you for feeling your feelings because your feelings are valid and it is a very understandable thing to feel, okay? So I totally get feeling sad, feeling that shame, feeling guilt, whatever that other feeling would be about all the people. But another thing that I hear from that. Is a you were willing to open up your heart and open up your own life to the people in it to let them know, hey, I've got this going on. So if people want to pray or encourage you or whatever, they can. But I also hear so many opportunities of people to actually help support you. Like, hey, I'm coming alongside you. This is sad. I'm sorry. You know, this is disappointing, but I'm very proud of you. And you're going to kick butt when you do this again, you know? So it's like, yes, you keep it in, and then other people don't know what's going on. Or you share it and other people can come in to support you. Yes, there probably are people with ill intent or that don't support you in ways that you need. I get that. Um, but I'm over here being like, I'm still proud of you. Yeah. Go, go, Mara, go. You're still a master.
0: Just saying. I still have my, ma- well, yes, I still have my masters. But another thing is, is that like, in any way, you guys are going to be happy for me and I'll be happy. Or I'll be sad and you'll be sad for me.
1: Because we love you, so and we're here. It,
0: like these are things that I can think about when it's not like, yeah, am I still like weepy about it? Yeah, because it's it's true, it's real life. Like literally, this just happened, and we like, it's not like we also just decided to talk about self confidence. No, we talked, we decided this a couple weeks ago, and life happens like every time. And here I am, being open and honest and vulnerable that like my self worth and self confidence was really triggered this past week due to a schema and due to something like I worked my hardest um with what I have like I gave it all that I absolutely could and I have a lot of anxiety about taking tests and standardization and like second guessing like and so like that also is something I struggle with and so yeah just It took a lot out of me emotionally to even complete the test, but also to just prepare for it and study. Like, I'm still taking classes. I still have my internship and my new job and my wedding and um, a lot of other things going on that I'm not going to share about on the podcast. So it's like, I have a lot going on. And Dylan made a good point of, like, you know, a lot of people just, like, maybe have school Work and the test—you have five, at least five other things going on at once too. Like, give yourself some grace and recognize that. And I think that while going through the process, I wasn't focusing on that. But looking back at it now, I had a lot going on, and I still like I. So that's when I say I gave it all that I had is because I have been running on. I've been running on fumes the last like month (laughs) literally the last month i've been running on fumes,
1: so it's been a struggle i'm so proud of you though you're still showing up you're still juggling 50 million things but i mean i want you to take care of you and so i'm going to say that just to be like please take care of yourself that self-talk is huge perspective is everything and so feel your feelings of course but i want you to show yourself some love too because you deserve a lot of love both from yourself and from others Mm -hmm. um So I, in the online dating space, like I won't talk about who I was talking to because I just want to share something, but someone was struggling with self-worth and I had sent them like a message. I have no idea if it's going to sound like profound, but can I read it? Because anytime I hear someone struggling with self-worth, my heart goes out to them because if only they knew just how much worth they had. Um, Anyone who's lost in their identity, I feel for them because that level of confusion or disorientation or whatever it is. Like, I just wish that they were grounded. So I say, I I said uh, to this person, I was like, your self-worth is there. It's there for you to recognize. Not sure if that makes sense, but you have value because you exist. You matter. You have worth. You are loved. You are valued. You make a difference. Show up for yourself every day. Make healthy choices for yourself every chance you can. Every chance chance you can look out for you help others be the best version of yourself be true to you you have so much worth please don't ever listen to any lies you deserve so many wonderful things and you're not alone please know that and so uh like I just uh I had also sent a follow-up message to them and then I said like please make the best choices for you every chance you can Um, Please make the best of every day. Please enjoy the little things. Please find joy in every moment you can. Please don't give up hope no matter what. Please feel happiness at least once every day. Please look for the good. Please process every feeling you have in healthy and loving ways, even the hard emotions. Because these are all things that you can do for yourself that will help yourself. And so even helping others too. I have so many notes and I know we don't have a lot of time, but I had broken down things that like people can do and people can stop doing like to help themselves. I don't know. Is it okay if I share? Yeah, go for it. But before I do, do you want to say anything else at all in terms of what we have been talking about? Because I don't want to change the subject
0: if you still want to share more. Um, I guess I am just grateful for this space to be vulnerable and open about things that are going on in my life that aren't easy and aren't um, just like sunshine and roses, because life and especially like um, the life that I have lived hasn't always been that way. Um, and this just this week just happens to be like that. So,
1: and that's okay. Life is not perfect. My, life is not all rainbows and butterflies. Life is hard. So I'm thankful that you were real and vulnerable because it's well, this is not a fake podcast, right? Mm-hmm. This is life, raw proud of you. You're welcome. So uh, I'm going to try to make sense of some of these notes because they're, oh gosh, like there's so much that we didn't talk about today and that's okay because I feel like this podcast went the way that it should, which I'm thankful for. Uh, So some of the things that I jotted down for ways, like things that we can stop doing that can actually impact our self-esteem. So please stop comparing yourself to others because you are a limited edition. You are literally the only version of you. You are unique. And when you are your authentic person, you actually make the world a better place. Be true to who you are. And when you compare yourself to others, there's a quote, actually, um, Marilyn Monroe said, wanting to be someone else is a waste of the person you are. And I 100% agree with that. Um, What else did I say? Um, Please stop holding yourself back. If there's something you want to do for you, do it as long as it's safe to yourself and others, obviously. Um, Please don't wait for X, Y, and or Z to happen. Go for it. Like if there's something you're wanting to do, do it. Please forgive yourself. Honestly, that showing yourself grace. um, Listen to yourself. Like don't ignore your needs. Please take care of your needs. Um, And prioritizing yourself is not selfish. Can I just say that? So please prioritize yourself. Stop not being proactive about you. Um, And please stop allowing disrespect. Just saying boundaries are a beautiful thing. Uh, Now, ways that you can build your self-esteem. Here are some notes that I jotted down. Identify the root causes Um, for issues. Be proactive about your existence, about yourself. Engage in ways that fulfill you and bring you joy. Meet yourself where you are and work to improve yourself in the ways you desire from there, Um, especially when you have that realistic point of view that helps your self-esteem because you assess your abilities realistically and your needs realistically. Worry about yourself. Don't worry about what others think or what others need from you. Take care of yourself. Um, Look at the good. Stop any harmful thoughts. Self-pity. Listen to real uh, feedback from the real people in your life like look at your inner circle you know who's who's actually showing you respect who's honoring your boundaries who's actually showing up who's actually giving you love pay attention to that um stick with what's important to you don't let others impact what's important to you if you know your core value is x y and or z don't let other people change that so for me fun is a core value i was just telling that to missy the other day like no one no one can take away fun from me nope that is a core value no one can tell me differently And then another way is to love yourself. Love others and choose yourself um, every chance you can. So get to know you. Be more self-aware. Realize there's only one you. Be 100% you. Be authentic. Be genuine. Take care of yourself. Uh, I just have so many more notes. Can I keep going? Is that okay? Okay. Yeah, that's fine. So... One thing that's really important is identifying like the things that you can control, right? Your actions, your responses, your self-talk, your choices, and then the things you can't control, right? Like other people's opinions, you know, one thing that I stopped paying attention to is the people that aren't important to me, their opinions don't matter to me as much as the people that are important to me as well as myself, so the people that I value, yeah, their opinions do matter. They carry weight because I trust their judgment, right? So like doing the whole like married thing when I found out, right? I was like, hey, miss, can I take you in? I want someone with like a free perspective on this. Um, so other people's choices, you can't control. You can't control other people's purposes, um, other people's responsibilities, other people's uh, – It's so funny, I can't even read my handwriting – but um, just Sam. no, I know just recognize what you can and cannot cannot control. That's some freedom right there too. Um take time to refuel. You know, Mara had said that she's been running on fumes for the past month. A couple weeks ago, I was running on fumes like I just I didn't have anything in me. And one thing I did for self-care that night was I literally like wanted to call Missy to talk to her about the whole like married thing. I was running on fumes. I had nothing and then a friend called me it was like yeah I can't talk to him right now like I was just I'm so well anyway so um I was like no I'm going to take care and I did a couple things that night that I needed to do to help recharge myself so and um and that's okay it is it is so Missy and I talked the next day and then I texted my friend and I said hey I've got nothing in me can we talk tomorrow and he was like sure thing so uh one cheesy thing I can say when it comes to self-care is make sure you put yourself at the top of your to-do list. You know, I get there's a lot of things on a to-do list and maybe you can't put your needs up at the top if you're like a mom and you're like, yeah, well, I can't do X, Y and Z because I need to take care of my child first. But like once you take care of yourself, you become a better parent, you become a better friend, a better relative. Um, anyway, just make sure you value yourself is I guess what it's coming down to. Make sure you treat yourself as important as everyone else because you are. And you know what? Ultimately, at the end of the day, one thing I like to do is build a life I don't want to escape from. So I want to encourage you to do the same. And life happens, good and bad, but I would encourage you to become the strongest person you can be to weather any storm in life, the highs, highs, the low lows, and um, you have value because you exist and you're worth more than you think. Please, please don't believe any lies that indicate you're worth less than you are. And if
0: you are in this spot where things are bad and looking down and not going well and just really hard to get through, my old papa used to say all the time, this too shall pass. And when things get really difficult, and it feels like it just life is going to be like this forever. I have to tell myself this too shall pass. It's not, and eventually I do look back and I'm like, wow, it did pass. Like, it did. That's so why you just gotta keep saying it. And so I remember, I don't know what, but I don't know why Rita had to, told me. She had like given me a card or something. Cause I was, I think it was maybe right after, um, I had like that workers' club thing and like, Just a really stressful couple of weeks. Um, She had given me a card or had said the words, this too shall pass. And like, I had never heard that from like someone else outside that was outside of my family or like my family system. And I literally was like, what'd she say? She's like, oh, this too shall pass. Like, don't worry that um, even though right now it it feels like it's a struggle that things are not looking up, but it will pass. This too shall pass. And I like started to cry, and I was like, "My old Papa used to say that, and i and so I just like sometimes I feel like when I'm down on myself or like things seem to be hard, and your self worth and self confidence start to get low, uh to think about that this too shall pass,
1: and if there's anyone struggling with figuring out how to navigate any significant issues or any issues that May not feel significant, but you want help and you just don't know how honestly reach out to a therapist, reach out for professional guidance um, because you are worth it to to figure that out. And then the, this too shall pass. I'll have to show you artwork when you come to my place again. There's literally an artwork um, that I bought from a friend. That says, "This two shall pass," and Shut it's up, a storm. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep, it's one of my favorite pieces at my place. I'll show you. Well, I can't wait to see it next week. So, yeah, I mean, you've you've walked past it, which Are I'm you like, serious. Mm-hmm. It's been up in my place. So, um, after my dad died, that was a piece that meant a lot to me. So, yeah. hearing that phrase mean a lot to you makes me happy because it means a lot to me too. It yeah, di- I,
0: think, I think that's gonna be my first tattoo. This too shall pass.
1: Ooh, yeah. that's a good one. Which will be after
0: the wedding. What? You don't want it front and center on your no, wedding Oh No, no, no. Actually, fun fact. My mom made my sister and I, like, she was like, I don't remember how this happened, but she's like, I have a couple of rules for you when you guys get married. And if you want me to buy your wedding dress, you have to follow these rules. And I don't remember the other rules, but I remember specifically, she was like, I will not buy your wedding dress if I can see a tattoo in it. Until after you're married, you can... Once you're, married, once you're married, you can get tattoos forever. But before that, if I can see a tattoo in your wedding dress that I am not getting, not buying it for you. Guess how many tattoos I have? How many? Zero. Oh, there you go. Because I've been waiting. So. And all of my friends are like, just get a tattoo. I'm like, no. I don't know what my dress is going to look like. That was always the thing. I was like, I don't know what my wedding dress is going to look like. I gotta wait. I gotta wait. And now, I do know what my dress is going to look like, but I don't have money. <laughs> So yeah, and where I want it, it would it would definitely show in a wedding dress. So
1: so yeah. Do you want to hear a cheesy joke? Sure.
0: So the irony
1: is when you get that tattoo, it won't pass away.
0: Damn. This too won't
1: pass. (laughs) Thank you for loving me in spite of my cheesy jokes.
0: Of course, I will love you even even with your cheesy jokes. I'll tell you, still tell you that they're annoying. Yes, I will always love you for your jokes.
1: And that's self-love right there, because for me, I love myself with the cheesy jokes. And so when people make fun of me all the time, like it had if I took that on, I wouldn't be cheesy or I wouldn't find joy in my cheesy jokes. And so that's why I asked the question, like, can I tell a cheesy joke? Because if you say no, then I will honor that. But then I'll laugh inside being like,
0: hee hee, this is a really funny and joke. I'll like, I'll be like, well, just say it now because you're laughing.
1: So hearing the, the last episode of the podcast with the move joke, I literally was laughing out loud because... Oh, gosh. I know it's annoying. I know it's ridiculous. And I know maybe like point zero five percent of the entire world's population will actually chuckle at that. And that's OK, because I still find joy in it. And that's because I'm comfortable, comfortable with myself and confident to be like, hey, cheesy joke. Don't care. I am like I don't feel any guilt or shame about it because I'm like it's creative and I'm creative. And um. so that's just a testimony to be like, hey, if anyone's out there feeling self like doubt About being true to who they are. I know it's just a cheesy joke, and I'm being cheesy about a joke, but it's just, I just encourage you to like honestly own it. Like, if you enjoy something that not a lot of people do and other people might find it annoying yeah it might impact your relationships a little bit like if i told cheesy jokes nonstop, maybe mara would be like and sammy we're not going to hang out as much anymore i don't know
0: i don't know (laughs) well actually i was going to tell you that after the podcast but (laughs) (laughs) i feel like this will be the last episode this is actually the last episode of the (laughs) podcast (laughs) but to be like
1: i mean i need to be i need to be understanding that it is annoying um But ultimately, at the end of the day, like I am true to myself and I make most of the people in my life roll their eyes. And that's okay. because at the end of the day with me, since you're like each of us, we're literally alone with ourselves most of our lives in terms of like if you think about it, like you spend the most time with yourself than anyone else. Like so for me, I'm going to enjoy that time. So I want to make myself someone that I can enjoy time with. So even if I'm physically alone. I'm not going to be lonely. Does that does that make sense? Like, there's a difference there. So, while I'm alone, <laughs> and laughing at my cheesy jokes, like, that'll be enjoying
0: for me. what do you say? I'm all alone. Like Donkey from Shrek.
1: Oh, wow. Shrek. I need to rewatch that. It's like in Shrek, uh, when he was like that boulder. I like that boulder. That's a nice boulder. Do you remember that?
0: <laughs> yeah, I
1: don't know how we got here. <laughs> I don't know either um but i'm proud of you mara i just want the record to reflect i'm very proud of you i love you i'm
0: proud of you too sam i love you
1: and that's all we have on this episode of the pursuit